Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, this feels massive, doesn't it? This is, this is one of the very, very, very big occasions. Yeah, I think we'll come on, Brad. If you put your drink down while you're on the podcast. Thank you very much. It- Hello and welcome to The Ruck. We are in Auckland again. Barnsley lost his voice. Jonesy lost his shoe. I've lost two phone chargers, one pair of pants and my favourite t-shirt. But this is day 38 and we are still here. Just about holding it together. Back in Auckland. Back to where the tour started. 48 hours from kickoff in. I think we can fairly say one of the biggest games in the history of rugby union. We are also joined here by Peter O'Reilly, who gets a special mention, top of the class, Peter, because a week ago in the Reason to Believe podcast, Peter argued that Sexton Farrell was a stroke of genius. And, well, he's so close to right. Uh, gentlemen, we've all covered sport as journalists for two decades plus, yet we're, uh, we're old and great. We've been to World Cup finals, Ryder Cups, Olympics. Uh, we've seen enough to give this some proper perspective um, this feels massive, doesn't it? This is this is one of the very, very, very big occasions. I think you know I I, I played in some pretty big games. Nothing like this, obviously, but I've probably been nearer the highest level as a as a, a, a broadcaster. I think I've commentated on two World Cup finals, two Lions deciders, both in Australia, and frankly, forty eight hours out, they feel as if they pale into insignificance, and they pale into insignificance because of all the nonsense that's gone into the start of this tour, all the negativity, all the panic and all this is the end of the Lions and you merge that with the fact that New Zealand have won the last two World Cups. New Zealand are the sort of great, big, fearsome, unbeatable night in black and you've got something quite astonishing because two weeks ago I thought the Lions were down and out. They're back now, and the other thing, the backdrop that makes it the most incredible sporting event, and not just rugby, are the supporters. They are incredible, and they have earned their day in the sun, or probably the Auckland rain. Yeah, I think it's great for the people who took took a punt on coming out here to watch the final test, because so many of us were predicting 3-0 before we came out here. So it's really reassuring that in at a time when sport has become so much about preparation, so much about science... Um, that you can have a situation last week where um, talking to a player on Thursday morning, uh, he still didn't know if he was in the team or not. So 48, 56 hours out from a test match, he doesn't know whether he's playing or not. And that sort of thing just doesn't happen in professional rugby anymore. Usually you'll know at the start of the week and the preparation will go into such detail. 
that you're trying to minimize any sort of mistake. And yet you can have a situation where it becomes a force of will, of personality, of personality as much as of game plan. And that uh, you can have a happy um, mixture of players coming together and overcoming the odds. Um, it's really, it's kind of reassuring that there's still that sort of sense of adventure and, and uh, the unlikely coming to pass. Jonesy, where do, you, where do you rate this in, in terms of big big sporting events or big rugby events? Well, first of all, all the Lions of things I've ever been to have all been bigger than the, than the biggest um, yeah. of the, of the, yeah, yeah, of the yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. We are slightly guilty of saying that in this business. But. No, no, we are, but I mean, I've said it from the very start, never changed my mind. I've never ever said a World Cup I've been to see is bigger than any Lions test, or, and, I, and I stick with it. But my two colleagues here, I have to say, Joking apart, they've summed it up perfectly. I thought what Barnsley said was uh, was absolutely spot on in every in every respect. And well done, Barnsley. I, I'm only just glad that we have uh, someone um, has been good enough to employ us to come down because it's been when you get here, it's just something magnificent. Both um, coaches announced their teams this morning. Uh, we didn't expect many, if any, changes from the Lions, and they gave us none at all. Completely, completely um, stuck with the twenty-three from last week. Was it? Was there not one journalist who was suggesting that Joe Marlon might be brought onto the bench yeah. for, for his discipline? I read uh, that as well. Yeah, what, paper that in? what paper Where was that? What paper was that? Carry on, old. Sorry, I can't remember. Surely what paper. Not, it wasn't the Times, was it? No, no, surely. I don't know if there are any listeners that are new to uh, to this um, <laughs> podcast, but if so, they're lampooning me, um, which obviously wouldn't happen before. No, actually, last week, in my absence, you lampooned me as a an English pontiff, I remember. No, we didn't. We, we did bloody not, did. No, no, we did. A reported we reported that that's what you've been yeah. called. Anyway, I have some news on that. For a short while, I was known by the, by our fellow reporters as EP. <laughs> um, but uh, um, in a in a in a quiet moment, I returned to the that online story just to just to reassure myself of, of what had happened, and the the reference had been taken out. Oh, what? I think so I, I wonder if that's the power of the pod. Is is if the aforementioned um, not aforementioned the writer of the, of the scurrilous story um, yeah. listened to the podcast and realised. You know. well, can I just confirm this? Did you actually write that Joe Marler should be in on the bench with his superior discipline? No, I didn't say that. He didn't, I, he didn't I, use the discipline. I did, I did not say discipline. I did. I was. I was discussing possible changes, and I but thought that Marler, Marler could come in. Yeah, yeah, but not okay. for his discipline. For no. his haircut. Yeah, and for his and for his and for his general demeanour in the New Zealand public, you saw the picture last week or the, in the week. Was the, the, in, he was going on the um, on the main drag in Queenstown, and the the local Kiwi photographer took a picture of him, and he, and he gave him the bird, and um, and and he looked pretty glorious with it. It's interesting though, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're laughing about Marla, but more often than not, in England colours, Marla starts and Macovin Apola. Is on the bench and and Jamie of, Jamie George the same and and, yeah. and segue in here. I, I I still I'm quite concerned about Mako starting because I for, forget the ill discipline. It, it was an aberration. The bloke's not normally like that. But I think in big games for the last year, in scrums he gets put under pressure. And even if he doesn't, there is a perception that might come from people like me writing it. And someone like Roman Poit knows the perception is that he is not a strong scrummager. And, and Poit, 
I think you'd agree, is he's one of the referees. If he thinks one scrum is dominant, he will keep blowing and blowing and blowing. And do you not think, guys, there's just a possibility that that perception could hurt the Lions? Do you think? Do you think that Mako's been um, susceptible in the scrum here? I mean, yes, there's, there's, I do. What regularly or just enough? I mean, enough. I think the Lions came into the series hoping that he could get parity at scrum time, which they they they've nearly achieved. I would say the psychological benefit of being able to announce an unchanged side is what what's what swung Gatland. It's you know it's ironic that you come into the final test of a series normally where the tourists are dropping and that they need replacements and reinforcements all over the place, and yet it's the New Zealanders who are patching up their team. And there's a psychological benefit to just saying no, we'll go at the same 23 again of old confidence. Mm. So, so all right. So Pete's referred to the the Kiwi team. So we shall um, segue onto that. How many changes do they make, Peter? Well, how many all told? Three in the back line? Yeah, three in one position. Dags moved yeah. to the wing. Yeah, Julian Surveyor has come in on one wing yeah. from the hole, I suppose you could say. Um, Lamape comes in at 12, and Jordi Barrett at 20, who played in the Under-20s World Cup last year, comes in for his first start. That's two people actually making their first start um, in, the, in the back line for the, for the New Zealanders. Um, it looks like very much a, uh, a Wellington Hurricanes a hurricane selection. It also looks like a, a selection that's uh, designed to run at ten twelve again to bring Surveyor off the off the scrum. Um, it, what will be interesting, or sorry, off the blind side of the scrum. What will be interesting is to see uh, if Jordy Barrett takes the place kicks, and obviously how much the Lions go after him on what, as we've mentioned, is going to be a pretty dirty night by the sounds of it. Mm. Hmm. Steve, so, if, if you'd said three weeks ago that the All Blacks were going to be playing this back line, then, then the Lions would have been rubbing their hands with glee, would they not? Uh, probably, but I, I don't think any of them are exactly useless. You know, I mean, they're, 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 I don't think they're useless. Well, they're, they're not I, useless, they're just raw, aren't no, they? No, they, they're, they're different. I, I totally agree. And that has got to be to the Lions' benefit. I actually asked to say, going back to what Pete said about Warren, I think that Warren tried really, really hard, in fact, I know he did, to think of something he could change, a player he could change, if there was any 50-50 call, but it's a measure of the uh, the team and how well they played last week, that in my opinion there wasn't a 50-50 call. I actually don't think Mako is anything like as bad a scrummager as, as Stuart does, because I think last week they clearly didn't have the better of it in the first test. Last week I thought just about they did. I know his, his, his backside tends to drift out a, a little bit and they're trying to get him to keep keep uh, you know keep tight to the scrum when but, you're doing angles uh, with your hands it doesn't you can't see no it's not very really good visually is it no, 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 no it's not very really good for radio no yeah it's just good yeah exactly well that's why we're all sitting here <laughs> that's why we're all sitting here naked <laughs> but um no that's a fair point but um he's got to keep his backside closer to to jamie george's i think that's i think that's, well, the that, that's a, whether he's a good scrummage or not steve Romain Poit will expect them to be straight. You'll hear him say all the time. And if he sees him move out, you know, I, I don't think Poit, I think he's a really good ref and I don't think he'll be influenced by a home crowd. But if there's, you know, if you give a home crowd an angle and you give them something, that angle, I'm not going to move my hands there, then he might just take it. And I think New Zealand do have an edge there. And I think the Lions have to be very careful how they go in that scrum. Barnsley, what, what, okay. what, what are your thoughts on, on the youngsters, the new, the new players in the back line? And the, 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 all, the All Blacks pride themselves on strength and depth, don't they? Oh, listen. Th- this you, t- you took Whitelock and, and Ritalik out of their scrum in Chicago and look what happened. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, so they don't really know what's going to happen, do they? No, no, we don't. Um, what we do know is uh, Super Rugby is a great sounding board towards Test Rugby because of the pace of the game. But then when you get to Test Rugby at the highest level, it's a psychologically a different world. Um, now, Nani Lamape, as he showed for the Hurricanes and for the All Blacks, you give him one of those balls straight from the scrum off, straight to the inside centre... He'll carry people five, six metres. He'd get over the gain line. But also, defensively, he was quite naive. Now, the strength of Super Rugby is what you do with the ball. The weakness is what you don't do without it. And I think, much as he and Savea together will be a real threat in that 10-12 channel, and poor old Shawnee O'Brien is going to have to tackle like a demon mm. to cover the other guys, there's a weakness there. Was it, was it, Lampe. Was it Lampe who got ahead of his inside man for the second try? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. He, he's a great. He's a he's a fine carrier, but defensively he's vulnerable. Geordie Barrett is. I mean, there's the old symbiotic link. The two brothers. He does understand what Bowden's going to do, but as you saw in the first half hour or so at the Hurricanes, I mean, I think he's a little bit naive defensively, and he's never been tested under any pressure and. If Johnny Sexton does not rain down uh, an array of bombs on him, I'll be really disappointed. The high balls have got to come on Barrett and they've got to smash him from the first minute onwards. Oh, I'm up for it now. <laughs> Barnes was, was just talking about um, Geordie Barrett as the, um, as, as the big all-black weakness. Potentially. Uh, he's a brilliant footballer. He's the great uh, red hope. He's a brilliant footballer, but I thought positionally... He was exposed now and again in the Hurricanes game. And frankly, if you're a, a bloke making a debut and it's going to be a wet and windy night and it's a test decider between the All Blacks and the Lions and you're a fullback in those conditions, I don't care if you're JPR Williams, you're potentially a weakness on your first full start. It's not necessarily a, reflex, a reflection on Barrett. It's a fact that fullback it can be a cold, lonely and miserable place when the pressure's on. So, oh, in um, when uh, I think it is interesting about the weather because I think it's not like the old days where if it poured down it, everything would be muddy and obviously the ball the balls almost stick to your hands now. But I do think it's very interesting. We're all expecting a big a big um, a big gesture or, or, a, or a massive effort from the All Blacks and, some, and them doing something different. Now in the first test they tried to smash the lines really close to the breakdown and the likes of Vitalik and Reed made huge space uh, huge uh, yards and all. Also, then they set the they, they upset the Lions' defensive systems, and I think this time it's very interesting if they do the same again. It didn't work last week, but but to do the same again as you did in the first test and didn't work last week is not really like the All Blacks. Um, so it'd be very interesting to see, and, and it's obvious to see how good the Lions' defense is around there. And I also think that you've got to be aware that I don't think um, the the 10-12 combination that the Lions had. I think they'll spend all week trying to work it out. Last week they didn't because um, for the first try that the Lions scored, um, they, 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 they t- took the dummy run. The second time they didn't take the dummy run and that, that, that led to the try. So I think they'll be really boned up on the Lions and, and passing out the back, etc. So it's it absolutely fas- fascinating tactically. Well, I, I was going to say, well, talking about New Zealand and will they do what they did in the first test? Yeah. I'm pretty certain that the New Zealanders, had it been decent weather, were going to play tight and drive inside that rush as they did in the first test. Yeah. Pull the Lions in, and then they were looking for the uh, Barrett crossfield kick in and uh, wide cutout passing game. And I think the, 
we don't know what would have happened because Sonny Bill Williams got injured and the weather was so bad they couldn't do that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see New Zealand come out with eight forwards, Jerome Kane are there punching hard and see if they can pull the Lions in and then go wide. It's the one thing defensively, the, the widest player the Lions have in defence is Jonathan Davis and he is defending on the 15 metre channel. They are taking such a massive, massive risk against the All Blacks. But at the moment, the speed of their rush is working. But it's, it's a challenge. So I think if you're a Lions fan, you'll be hoping the rain keeps coming down and down. Because it is a risk, but you've got to take one, I think, to beat them. Can I ask uh, Stuart a, uh, a fly-half-related question? Because uh, I think if it is going to be raining, um, obviously you're trying to reduce the number of passes you make. Certainly the All Blacks have done that so far. But one thing that strikes me about Bowden Barrett is that when he takes the ball to the line, he often breaks the, the five-metre law, the, the offside law, as an attacker, and that he takes the ball flat off the back foot of the scrum. Have you noticed that? that he, he's, you know, by law, he's supposed to actually wait yeah. until the scrum half picks the ball up before he, he breaks that five-metre law. But he seems to be moving so fast, he must be breaking it. Well, there's, there's the sort of law of moral justice. If you're a positive attacking fly half and you get in the game <laughs> line... And you, you, you know, the, the laws don't matter if you're trying to be positive in the game. This is obviously what happens with Bowden. Uh, well, uh, he, he does take it to the game. And the problem is, he's, in his entire career, he's always been brilliant in the game line. He's just found his way through heavy traffic. At the moment, all he's finding is a, a great big welcoming committee and it's causing chaos. And, and there are one or two passes going out now that are not what you expect from Barrett. Right. Just um, on, on the, sort of, uh, the subject of what sort of rugby they're going to play, which we're talking about. So the All Blacks press conference today, this is um, Bowden. He, Bowden Barrett, saying, we're not going to deny that we want to use the ball, ball more. It was followed by Aaron Cruden about five minutes later saying, uh, we'd love to go up in sevens this week rather than threes. So they're definitely, they, they don't want to do what they did last week. They want to do more. But if it rains, as you, I, I, mean, I think, as you, as you say, Barnsley, the uh, Surveyor and, and Laomape, uh, two big ball carriers off nine or ten, will be um, a huge part of what they do. Oh, it, sure, it has to have um, annoyed them and stung them that Gatland is talking about having outscored them three tries to two so far in the series, but also about not having been stressed. Or I mean, three. Sorry, four three, I should say, but also this whole de- this whole idea of not having been stressed by the All Blacks. I mean, that really is a red rag to a, to mm. a ball, isn't it? Do you think so? I mean, that that's all is that's all in the hot air. Do, do you think they're really bothered by that stuff? Well, I think Hanson would be definitely. Yeah, he oh. would he would take it as a you know as a as a major swipe at at the All Blacks brand. I mean, they don't just beat you; they beat you by playing the the best rugby in the world as well. He'd be furious. I mean, don't yeah. forget, Hanson yeah. does a. Sort of every two months, he does a sermon from from his pulpit, saying, "Oh, the Northern Hemisphere, you've got to try and run the ball more and attack more and <laughs> score more tries." Pompous ass. So, um, <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, the Eddies come up since last week, but that doesn't mean that the that uh, it's going to be the same this week. I'm going to show you. Mm. Would the, would anyone have made any changes to the to the Lions twenty three? What What do you think? I, I'd have I'd have said to McGrath. You've not had the greatest tour. Go out there and start and really get stuck in. And I just said to Mako Vunipola, come on with 35 minutes left. And I, I think he is at his best. been on Mako's case from the start. No, 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 hang on. No, wait, wait, wait. That's not been on his case. If you listen to Warren Gatland, it's not about being in the 15 or the 23, the 15 or the bench. It's about being in the 23. It's not been anyone's case. You know, as Warren says, 1 to 23, it's all the same. I would have, Gat- I would have Mako on there for the last 30 minutes or so and saying, wind it up. And I think it's very important that New Zealand's bench were poor. 
which is really unusual for them. They have got a good bench. They were poor. Uh, if one thing will be sharper next week, I think it's that. And I would fight fire with fire. And that's one of the reasons I would have Mako coming off the bench at 50. Well, on the bench, the uh, the Lions hardly used their bench at all last weekend. They, le- they left four people on the bench. So they've still got a weapon that they can use as well. Yeah, and CJ Stander will have recovered by now. I think part of the reason why he mightn't have been used is because he, he exactly. would have had so much lactic acid in his muscle from, from playing 80 minutes on the, on the Tuesday against the Hurricanes. Yeah, I expected more, but I... I can imagine being a coach in that situation where you're looking at someone like Conor Murray and he's going well and he's running on adrenaline and you say, well, leave him on. Um, you know, so sometimes the whole thing of using your bench almost, um, you know, sticking to the, the plans that you had before the game, actually going against that shows is a sign of strength. It worked out for them. They won the game. I would have brought Tio in to start purely because of we were exactly why we've spoken about the way that the All Blacks are going to play. It would have brought Tio in to start and so then have the luxury of the two tens later. So Sexton and Farrell didn't convince you sufficiently to start with them? They played really well, but I just think that, you know, if there's one way, place where you've got to go this week, you've got to get ready for the backlash and I'd rather have a bigger boy there. Who 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 improves the more? The Obviously the All Blacks will have 15 players to start with and probably to finish, so they have clear gains to make there both both teams can can learn for, for me the Lions have still not had a, a great performance it was a great performance of, of, uh, of spirit and character last weekend but the amount of penalties they gave away in that period of 30 minutes around half time was 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 but poor I thought they were great in the last 20 truly great in the in the 20 before that they were miserable yeah. but they, the, the last 20 in attack and defense I thought they were a truly great side they took it away from New Zealand's great strength didn't they yeah I thought also that they yeah. they showed great spirit in the first half when the weather was really at its worst. But they were actually the, the, the equalising penalty that they got just just before half time uh, kept the the Lions supporters going. Uh, there was a sort of a symbiosis thing going on there. Uh, the, the fact that the Lions played the rugby in the first what, half. What does symbiosis mean? Any idea? It's 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 it's. I think it's that um, that problem you get in your foot, isn't it? Symbiosis or is that symbiosis? Right. Goat, isn't it? <laughs> um, I do think that the Lions went in, even though it was all square. The score the score was all square at nine all. I think they went in feeling that they were morally uh, a step ahead, and they also knew that they had thirty minutes to go. What with, did with you their... just say that they were? Well, in terms of morale, sorry, in terms of morale, they were they were hmm. they were ahead, even though the no, scores. I just thought were... you used a word I hadn't heard. <laughs> You say morally? Morally. Morally. It's, it's just, when you live in a big house in Ireland, you say morally. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I can't wait for the day. Um, I've kind of forgotten my point now. I've been sidetracked here. <laughs> Slotty. Carry on. It was very good, honestly. Pete, is it been true that you've been heard whistling the tune of O Mario Otoji as you walk up and down the Auckland High Street? No, that, that isn't true. Where did you get that from, Owen? Uh, it wouldn't be fair to say. But... I did enjoy watching uh, the clip of Alan Wynne-Jones singing it as he came up off the pitch with the Lions supporters. I thought, thought that was class. Yeah, it is extraordinary, that, isn't it? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Okay, so... Um we're not singing the, the Maro Itoji song, but we are now uh, on to uh, player of the series. I've got two in my head, um, one forward and one back. So, um, Barnes, you start with you. Oh, Shawnee O'Brien. That's mine. Very tuneful. Yeah. Pete? Uh, I'm going to go for Jonathan Davis. Uh, I think, do you want me to talk about him? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's what yeah, we're doing yeah, on the podcast. Exactly. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, I just think he's he's been a joy to watch because we mentioned earlier on about the fact that the the New Zealanders think that they have the um, ownership of of um, the great back play and width and all and skill and all that sort of thing. I think he's been a joy to watch, almost in an old fashioned way. Even though he's a very modern centre, he's a big guy, uh, but his ability to pick a line and to pick it late. Uh, I think has been great. I think he's best midfielder in this series so far on either side. I'd say. I would say best back so far. Uh, and I think the whole idea that someone like Sexton and and him and also Farrell as well should be able to keep picking each other out uh, in really heavy traffic is a. It's been a joy to behold. I tell you one thing about Jonathan Davis, where the New Zealanders have a massive problem. They can't pick his decoy line. If you watch those loop root moves of Sexton and Farrell, he's always the one causing the problem with a decoy. And, you know, when he does take a ball, he takes it hard and straight. When he doesn't take it, he's fixing, man. He's a fantastic season. End of season and a fantastic well, tour. Well, I, I, think, I think actually the, it didn't really get, hasn't really been mentioned very often on the tour because we talk about the, the influence of Saracens and... And Leinster, I suppose, to a good, degree, to a fair degree as well. But I think the fact that you know we, we've got the Lions have got quite a bit of value out of uh, the great form of the Scarlets towards mm. the end of the Pro 12. Not just Jonathan David, Liam Williams as well, because it was Liam Williams who started the try, uh, the try of the tour um, in in uh, in Auckland in the first test. Um, and you know they've they've played with a degree of adventure. The, the fact that they took them on out wide in the in those conditions last week was a surprise thing for all of us. Jonesy, man of the series. I got well. I got uh, two. Uh, I think uh, Furlong has been uh, incredible for an hour. He's been everything that you expect your tight head prop to be. He's not quite got the experience to last the whole time but I think he's been fantastic it's very very easy to pencil him in for the, to be the tight head prop in four years time but I'm going to go slightly off beat and go for Courtney Laws because uh, he's played uh, in some poor teams and, and has been good in the poor teams the, the day the Lions didn't play well and uh, I actually really like the bloke uh, sorry I don't know him but I, I like him as a player and uh, he's been a hard hitter to see him come on and uh, have a little, shake it all up towards the end of last week I thought was excellent so I agree with both my colleagues with their choices but I'm going to go Courtney Laws because of uh, there's something in him I really love and I'm, it's glad, I'm glad that it's been released on this trip mm. um, Gallon's asked today who was the um, most unlucky not to make the test series uh, the test squad uh, and he mentioned one of my players in the series which was Ian Henderson 
Uh, I thought think he's been outstanding. And he mentioned, I surprised he mentioned Justin Tipperick. Um, but I would say he's been unlucky. He just doesn't quite fit into what he's been trying to do. I, I said that Tipperick could have been a play played on the bench this weekend. If it had been a dry, if it had been a dry day, I would have mm. had him ahead of Stander. Yeah, um, I had Henderson ahead of Stander as well. I think they're both very unlucky. I, I think Tipperick is massively improved from four years ago. I really do. I didn't rate him four years ago. I think he's, I think he's been really good on this trip. But, but the problem is Warburton <coughs> and O'Brien finally matching, play, playing them together mm. at sort of six and seven. Left they were right. really, oh, they, they were, were fantastic, they were really weren't well. they? Sam's attacking weaknesses are not exposed because of O'Brien's carrying and the fact that. Uh, Warburton is always at that breakdown, enables O'Brien to just rampage around. I think, uh, to, to me, we've talked about the, the Lions player of the tournament. They've only played the one game together, but if they win this series, I think in history what we're going to remember is the Warburton-O'Brien axis and because New Zealand are so strong at the back right at home and they got taken to the cleaners last week. OK, well, I, th- I think you're going to have to, you're going to, have to mention Talupe Falatau in that as well. I was reminded, yeah. strangely, you know, Jonesy, tell me if this is mad, but the the New Zealanders who remember 1971 say that that Mervyn Davies was was the, was the guy mm. that managed to upset the, um, mm. the the New Zealanders in the pack. Uh, and I th- when you think when you think about Falatau's personality, it almost seems like he's a natural sort of heir, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. quiet, gets the job done, and then obviously produces a big moment in last week. I just think, look, I mean, I. I People don't forget. It's only very recently that people who were picking teams, whoever they may be, were having, even having him in. Said, "Well, he's gone. He's no good. He's no good." And he was very slow to start the season. But I just always rated the guy. He's a great player. He does things actually superior in some ways. To, he, some of the things he does is superior to Billy Van Bowler. Obviously, not all of them. I just think he's a great player. He may have left Newport like the Judas he is, and but like Newport, Newport like to Barnsley, Bath. Newport like to Bath. <laughs> he did that well-worn Judas track of going from Newport to Bath. But I forgive him. That's very big of you. Yeah, I do. Um, right, away from away from rugby, it has been possible to get away from it from time to time here, but briefly, not enough. Um, has anyone? Uh, would we like? Let's discuss what have been our, our, our finest moments, our, our best moments away from the game. Um, I'll, I'll start off with mine. It's, it is rugby related, so I'm being totally hypocritical. But I went to see the, the Camper Vanners uh, last Friday, um, which I didn't do with a great deal of glee because they're always <laughs> bloody Camper Vanners, aren't they? And you're right about what a jolly time they've had. But what <laughs> what stood out for me was. They, they, they were talking about the hospitality they received. And there's a website here, uh, it's a Facebook page called Adopt a Lion Fan. And they go, on this webs- they go on this Facebook page and they say, coming to Wellington, need a shower. And then 30 people from Wellington will say, uh, I, live, I live up the road from the stadium, come and have a shower. And then they go in there, do their washing, they get invited in for dinner. Um, and, and they've had this link all the way around the country. They say that the hospitality they've received has been amazing. Some of them said they, they haven't had to pay for a, a trailer park or anything because wherever they go, someone says, come in here, park up, use our facilities, have dinner with us. Uh, where are you going next? I'm going to Hamilton. Oh, I've got a friend who lives in Hamilton. And, and on they go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and we've talked about Kiwis and, and, and their pride in their rugby and, and that and, and it's and and some and, and that greats and we all know that greats but 
I thought this I thought this was wonderful. But what they did say, which I particularly liked, was whenever you accept a Kiwi's hospitality, there appears to be a ground rule. When you get there, first of all, they'll tell you what they think of your rugby and what you're doing wrong. And once they've got that off their shoulder, then you're welcome in. Yeah, and they usually get that off their shoulders after a mere three weeks. <laughs> well, my my uh, non-rugby moment is is it's kind of connected to that whole idea of, of Kiwi hospitality. I, I um. I was fortunate to interview a former All Black, uh, I think it was at the week of the first test, a guy called Bob Burgess who played, the All Blacks, played for the All Blacks against the Lions in 71. And uh, the following week he actually sent uh, an invitation to come, come to lunch. Uh, so on the day of the second test, uh, oh, I was, wow. yeah, it was lovely to get into somebody's house, uh, his, his, uh, his wife uh, cooked for us and we had a lovely time she's actually a Linda Burgess is a novelist famous novelist over here short story writer so um, we had a lovely time and there was another guest who uh, is a is a vineyard owner who played against the 77 Lions and uh, scored a try for Wire Rapper Bush and to, just to, against the Lions and just to see uh, the joy that they have for the Lions and the enthusiasm they had for the Lions but also just to to get away into somebody's house, away from a hotel, a few hours before a test match was was a real tonic. What does that house feel like? I can't have no concept of a home anymore. Uh, yeah, homely. It really felt homely. Yeah, you, you'll enjoy it when you get back, don't worry. That's a great concept, Barnsley. I love the first weekend, uh, Vongaray. Uh, the one thing I missed on this tour are small towns. There haven't been enough of them. Vongaray had an amazing party going on. It was a huge reminder to everyone what the Lions mean. And I don't care whether it's New Zealand, South Africa, Australia, or talking about the Lions brand. It's something that really did bring people together. And I know we've been cynical, and we can be. And, and to be honest, we're, we're right to be, because the Lions is a bloody great big money-making operation. But it's more than that as well. And on that first Saturday, I was really touched by that. The other, very briefly... Uh, memory I'll take with me is a, a guy, red face came up to me in the uh, Langham Hotel last week and said, you're Stuart Barnes, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And I said, I recognise you. I said, I've seen your face somewhere. He said, not for a long time. He said, my name is McKechnie. And I said, Brian McKechnie. And I said, I was the Englishman in Cardiff the day you kicked that last minute penalty to beat Wales when Andy Hayden dived out of the line out. And he said, it's nice to be the second most reviled Kiwi in Wales. <laughs> what a man. What a man. Bastard. Hey, do you remember, were you there, Steve? Yeah. Who was there, yeah. 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 The referee was Roger Quittenton. Quittenton, indeed, the late wow. Roger Quittenton. My off-the-field moment. I don't think I've had it yet, actually. I think it comes on Sunday. <laughs> In the departure lounge, <laughs> when they call the flight. No, I, no, no, that's not unkind. That kind. I love, I love being on Lions tours. I, I look when, in my job. I've always loved journalism far more than rugby. I've always, I loved the people in rugby. Uh, I've, uh, and um, but I've always loved being a journalist. I'd be very happy to go on the golf circuit or the cricket circuit or to go and cover other stuff or to be a cookery expert, which I could be. But um, I, 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 I tell you what, seriously, I just love working for a newspaper. Some idiot, a former Labour MP, who came down here, had a go at me in New Zealand Herald. The trouble is I can't remember what his name was, but he had a go at me yesterday in New Zealand Herald. And it was such a shocking, horrendous, useless piece that he wrote, technically. I thought, if, you're, if you've got so little talent, son and you're trying to make a comeback, you're validating everything I've said and done. 
So thank you, Sunny, whoever you are, uh, for the piece in the New Zealand Herald. I'll get his name in a minute. And, uh, <laughs> is he a New Zealand Labour or English Yeah, New Zealand Labour. No, well, he's, a key, he's an English Labour bloke. He's not Peter Hayne. No, no, no. I no. say. <laughs> anyway, um, but I've, uh, I just like being a journalist. Don't care where we are. OK, um, this, is, this is the last episode of The Ruck before the final test. <laughs> Sorry, but hang on a sec. Bees is doing tears. Good no, 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 no. Just okay. fine, 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 fine. Okay, we're, we're, we're ready to go. There's uh, 48 hours until until the game kicks off. We will just finish with some predictions. Go around the table. Um, uh, who's going to win? What will be the score? We're going to put Barnes's pausing. Who's going to go first? I'm going to go New Zealand by 10 points. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with a few other people around this table, and I'm going to say the Lions by two. Very confident. Well, I haven't got it right last week uh, against the odds. Who got it right? right? I did. I said the Lions would win the same test, if you remember. I, uh, do, Pete, I, do you remember that? <laughs> I said the Lions would win the second test before the first test. Oh, so you were on Queenstown when I said it. Classic Joe. Just say it with conviction. And... No, I said it because Juliet, if you remember, <laughs> confirmed it. I think that it'll be very, very close. It'll be within a score, maybe within a penalty. I think it'll be three points to New Zealand. God, the, the whole point about this podcast is to disagree with Stephen Jones, isn't it? And um, uh, I, I, I think New Zealand will win. I think they'll just get, a, get over the line. I worry that the, the Lions will put it all out there and concede a penalty at the wrong time. So am I the only bloke who's tipped the Lions? Yes. Oh, I did. I wanted to be with you boys when the boat went down. <laughs> oh. Well, you're on your own. Oh, well, see ya. And on that bombshell, thank you very much for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.